It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We've got to be the body to rock it like we're never going to see it again. We are exploding. The world is going to know it. We rock it like you're never going to see us again. Come on over. Come on over. Good evening, everyone. It is 10 p.m. and Pure Gold is back in on the air for this Thursday night, September 9th, 2011. Welcome to the show that covers everything, anything, and tells it like it is. My name is Joe Pacino, along with my tag team partner and co-host, David Gomez. Sir, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. It's great to be on the Pure Gold Airwaves. I was beginning to miss the chair, beginning to miss the studio, but we are ready to rock and roll, sir. Yes, we are. I mean, it feels like it's been forever since the last time we had a show, and I guess it has been forever because Irene has come and gone. I don't know who's here right now, Katia or whoever, Lee. Some some hurricanes around nowadays, and uh, it's just good that Pure Gold has has fought the uh, weather elements and is back on the air. Yes, sir. Definitely, it was uh, it was quite a week, quite an uh, an eventful week for those of you here in the uh, New Jersey area and even the you know tri-state area. But, uh, you know, thankfully we're all okay, and ultimately, you know, it it wasn't as bad as uh, they made it out to be. But obviously with thousands of people, some people I think still are out of power, but so many thousands were affected by it. So, you know, from what I read, it was the single greatest uh, natural disaster in terms of affecting people in the history of the United States there. That is insane. Yes, it is absolutely insane. Almost as insane, sir. As all the things going on uh, in the world of pure gold, in the world of wrestling, in the world of all the things that we're going to talk about, I mean, it's just crazy that here we are, sir. It's been two weeks since our last show. Last week was the first week in the history of this program that we didn't have a show. But uh, you know what, sir? I'm excited, and I'm glad to be back in the saddle. I hear you. And let's not forget that tonight is the, the kickoff to the NFL season, besides wrestling and, you know, pure gold. Tonight we got the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints playing as we speak on NBC. Yes, sir. Football, of course, is a big part of uh, you know what we do here in Pure Gold, and you know, thankfully, it's back. I had a couple of nuggets and things. I I think today is going to be the return of nuggets, sir. We haven't had any nuggets. We haven't discussed any nuggets, but you know what? It, it's about time that uh, we get back into that, sir. So uh, before I do, let me give the contact information. If you'd like to be a part of the show, the greatest show on earth. You can call in at 714-364-4721. been so long, I almost forgot the number. Once again, that is 714-364-4721. You check us out at puregoldpg.com. And for the second time in as many weeks, I guess you could say, as many episodes, 
The Pure Gold website has been completely revamped by yours truly, and uh, this new site, this new look, is definitely going to be here to stay. It is an amazing website. I am uh, excited to have been a part of it. Obviously, uh, it was a lot of work, but I'm glad that we got that on there. If you want to check out all of our past episodes and our past interviews, please feel free to do that. And I'd like to give a shout-out to my boys over at UltimateSportsTalk.com. We are now in partnership with them, and uh, they will be they will be promoting our show, you know, soon enough. And uh, you know, we have the Pro Wrestling Journal and a couple other things. They're going to be promoting our show through Twitter on their website. As a matter of fact, you can go there and you can hear our, our uh, interview with Dave LaGreca from Busted Open. You know, the guy over there, uh, you know, Josh was really uh, excited about that, and he he really enjoyed the interview. So because of that, it's up up in that piece, as it were. Um, so you can check that out. There's just a lot of exciting things going on in the world of Pure Gold. And once again, that's ultimatesportstalk.com, where you'll be able to see our episodes. Uh, they have quite a bit of traffic on the site, so we're hoping that this will be able to get out the Pure Gold name, and it will also be able to help them uh, you know, with their website, sir. All right, sir. I mean, I had uh, TJ actually make a surprise visit uh, yesterday into my other office, and uh, he before he was leaving the office, he told me, uh, nice touch on the new website. I mean, he's like, he was really stoked about it. So people are definitely talking about the new site, and uh, hopefully everyone is visiting the site because it's only getting better every day. Of course. And, of course, you can go there, and uh, there's a little different thing. On the right side there, there is a listen live button, which, of course, you if the show's not on, it's not going to work. But if you were to go click on it right now, it's a pure gold logo. It will take you to a, a blog talk radio page. You know, it's Pure Gold PG, where a show is on the air. And, of course, then you can listen to the show right then and there, right underneath. You can just click on the uh, on-air button, and boom, here comes the boom. It'll come up, and you can hear uh, at this point it's an hour and 24 minutes remaining. You can call in and everything from there. So exciting stuff, good stuff. Oh, and by the way, you got to tell Todd that I need to get a picture of him, a normal-looking picture, a picture of him possibly facing the camera because – I have our Pure Gold team here up in the, uh, the top head of the contacts. And right now it's just you, me, and uh, our, our media director who pretty much hasn't done anything in, in months. So we need to get Todd up there who's a, a big part of our show. Totally agree with you, sir. With uh, so much on our plate for tonight between wrestling, football, even my take on last week with no Pure Gold, uh, where do you want to start off? I'd actually like to start off with uh, what you thought would be the ending. I'd like to start off with your take on Hurricane Irene and if we can talk about what happened, sir, because, uh, I mean, here in Parsippany, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry, here where I live in uh, New Jersey, <laughs> I, don't right. want, I don't want any stalkers or anything like that, but here where I live in northern New Jersey, there was, uh, my wife and I really didn't get affected you know, I mean, the cat wasn't too happy, but that's besides the point. With the water everywhere, we, we didn't get hit. The only thing that did happen is we were kind of boxed into a, a very small radius of our home. So basically that Saturday, we went to lunch. I forget where we went, but we went out to eat lunch. And then uh, Sunday, we went out to eat lunch over at Applebee's because everything else was closed. Further down Route 46 was completely closed. Further up Route 46 was closed, so we didn't have a lot of... Uh, we didn't have a lot of uh, options, so we ended up going there. Good stuff there at Applebee's, as always. Had a couple of Shirley Temples, Virgin, of course. Great stuff. But aside from that, um, you know, I wasn't really affected by it. You, on the other hand, if you can get into that, sir, that is what the pure gold audience wants to know. How bad was it for Just Business, Joe Bacino? I got to tell you, sir, 
before we start with all that, I, I think our last show was the day that the um, we had like a mini earthquake here in Jersey. Is is that right? I believe that it was actually. It was because I remember uh, Thursday. I don't remember having a show unless no, we didn't have a show that Thursday. I don't think we did. No. No. So anyway, after the earthquake um, and all that talk subsided. The the main topic that started to like really catch on in the news was this Hurricane Irene, how it's tracking towards the East Coast and it's going to go up New Jersey. And, you know, I, I was a little concerned on Wednesday and Thursday when they were saying how we're going to get a lot of rain, seven inches of rain and wind and all that stuff. But nothing compares to, I guess, what happened on Saturday when – I got not one, not two, but three calls from my town where I live in telling them, telling us that if you were living in this area during Hurricane Floyd or Tropical Storm Floyd back in 99, they were asking, they were not asking, they were, they were demanding that you first move your cars to higher ground and they were demanding that everyone evacuate this area that I live in. So I got to tell you, sir. Nothing more disheartening when you are told that you must evacuate. So you're thinking to yourself, holy cow, I'm going to lose my house. Something bad is going to happen. Um, you know, all these thoughts run through your head. And I, I just, you know, I didn't. all I could think about was, all right, let's go to the basement and let's take everything we can and bring it up to the, to the first floor. So that's what me and my wife did, and I actually had my brother-in-law help me. And we were able to take about 90 to 95% of the things upstairs and uh, secure them, not knowing, you know, how much rain we're going to actually get. And I do live pretty close to the Passaic River, which the Passaic River, i got to say, sir, after the last two weeks, the Passaic River is the most peskiest river probably in the United States in terms of all the different rivers that flow into it. So that was another thing that was on my mind. But I did evacuate on Saturday night in the midst of Hurricane Irene because Hurricane Irene was going to touch – uh, us probably like late Saturday night into Sunday uh, afternoon. So I had my neighbors, uh, who I will name, Ray and Debbie, or as Mr. Gomez refers to them as Debbie and Arthur. You know, keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on my my basement because I was worried that if the power went out, my pumps wouldn't be working. So I did have a backup generator, and they would start it. And let me tell you, sir. I got to tell you that one thing is that Debbie is really, I mean, obviously I'll talk about God too and, and and his faith and everything, but I think Debbie is the one that probably kept me the calmest in terms of like just reassuring me that, you know, there was a lot of water on the ground and there was definitely flooding of about one to two feet, but everything was going to be okay. And I think I take a lot of, I respect her faith in God because if you saw her Facebook even page, she was like quoting lines from the Bible, and um, it was definitely just reassuring. So I gotta give out shoutouts to to Ray Debbie, even my yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> even my neighbor across the street. Um, his name is Glenn. He was actually the one that I actually gave my keys to, sir. Before I locked up, I threw my keys across the street to him. I said. If the power goes out, hook up your generator and then come to hook up my generator because i got to get these pumps working because if I don't get the pumps working, we're going to have a pool in the basement. So let me tell you, sir, throughout the throughout that night, oh, uh, that Saturday night, that, <laughs> that is all. <laughs> but 
all through Saturday night, sir, and into Sunday, um, I was getting updates from Debbie through text, through phone calls, and um, they took on a lot more work than I did. I don't know if it's because of the pitch of the street, because my pumps are stronger, or what it is, but what I saw in the days after Hurricane Irene was just basically a third world country. So you know what a third world country looks like? Um, I've been to parts of third world country, so yes, I do. Okay. I mean, there was garbage in the street, floating in the street. People were throwing things out. People were pumping water out of their basements. I saw one basement that was full to the very top. It was almost going onto their their next floor. Out of your homes. Yeah. And my homes. <laughs> so, sir, I mean, what this taught me more than anything was, is that you you must always have faith. And you must always look to God because God is in control. Debbie has taught me that. Ray taught me that. Arthur and uh, my my neighbor across the street, Glenn, has taught me that. You need to have faith. You need to have. You need to understand that God is in control. There, everyone, you know, he's all. It's all part of the plan. And uh, you know, and even if my basement did flood, yeah. sir, you know, yeah. If even if my my basement did flood out. As long as my family was safe at the end of the day, that's what counted the most, sir. So exactly. that, that, I got to tell you, though, um, it, it, it was worrisome, but, you know, like I said, we didn't get that much water in my basement. I saw a lot worse. And uh, what's going on now in Pennsylvania and just uh, probably, I mean, you could look at different parts of the United States, sir, and be like, what is going on between the recession, a potential recession that we're going to fall into, Texas is on fire, Pennsylvania is underwater, I mean, and now there's like a terror threat for 9/11 because of the 10-year anniversary. I, I it's, sir, it, it, it's really um, disheartening times, and this is when we really need to look to the Lord and make sure that you know our faith is strong. Definitely, sir. And I think the most interesting part about that whole situation is that, uh, you know, you and Arthur and and, and Deb and, and oh, I'm sorry, what's the guy's name? Glenn, right? Glenn across the street. Is that you guys are basically just constantly pumping water? And we, out of your homes. Yeah. You know, which to me is fascinating. I think we'd all agree that uh, as far as Irene goes... Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> shut up! Shut up! I think we're tired of the water. I think that, uh, you know what? I'm just glad that we can say this about Irene. Christ, the virus is coming, sir! She'd be out. out there on Monday! He'd be out! She... Gone! Where they Definitely, we would say that enough is enough. And, uh, you know, these storms are crazy. Like I said, we didn't have anything up in my area, in my neck of the woods. But, you know, I'm glad that you're okay. Okay, I'm glad that uh, Deb is okay. Most importantly, I'm glad that Arthur is okay because Arthur is the glue that holds the town together. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we're we're definitely excited about that. And, you know, it's just nuts, Joe. Uh, you and I were, were, we were in contact uh you guys were okay. I know you were staying at family's house, and, you know, we we offered our, our place to you. You could have come up here. You could have slept with the cat. I mean, we would have really, you know, hooked you up real nice. Sabrina, of course, would have had the plush digs. You would have been with the cat. But aside from that, you know, I'm just thankful to the Lord uh, that nobody I know got hurt. And, you know, for those people who did, unfortunately, lose that, whether it's family members or whatever the case is, obviously our prayers go out to them. And, you know, it's just a trying time. And like you said, we got to make sure that you get the big guy upstairs uh you know, make sure that he's in control. Make sure that we're uh, keeping him first because most of us, you know, look to him only when there's trouble. And you know what? There's other times, like, when things are okay, that's really when you should be looking to God because then when things are, are tough, 
you know that you have your faith strong and it's ready to rock and roll, as it were, sir. And you are right. And if any if any good news came out of this between like people throwing out tons of garbage, I know that's depressing and a lot of materialistic things were thrown away and people have insurance claims and all that stuff. But if anything, like I said, it taught me to be closer to the Lord and also that it brought this community, well, at least my town, Wallington, together. I don't think nobody knew the town of Wallington until last Tuesday when the river was supposed to crest at, on Tuesday. And literally, sir, I am taping up my windows, my basement windows, because I've, I'm afraid that the river's going to come that high. It's going to come gushing in through the windows. And no lie, I have Chopper 2 and Chopper 7 watching me over over my house, watching me tape my windows, and that that was pretty neat. But like I said, the whole <laughs> idea of like the, the community coming together and everyone caring and like you know asking somebody if you need help, do you need help moving something out of the basement or something like that, it just brought everyone so much closer together, which was really nice to to, to feel and to be part of. Right, sir. And uh, you know, before we continue with that wonderful, heartwarming story, let me just apologize to Jason. Over at ultimatesportstalk.com, I just realized that I called him Josh, but it's actually Jason uh, over there. So I just want to throw that out there, sir. But, you know, like I said, I'm just glad that everything is okay with you and your family. And, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier this week that Sabrina was, was not feeling well, which is part of why we didn't do the Tuesday show. So how is the uh, little monster doing? She's still sniffling, but I really think that with all this rain, sir, I don't know if you've watched the news too, but I think that they said that the allergy season has now been extended in almost like two to three weeks and that, like, you know, like all that rain, all the humidity has really um, made people's allergies come back where, you know, we're supposed to be winding down the allergy season, but we're still in the midst of it. So I think it's allergies. She did have a little fever, though, on Tuesday, about a 101 to 102, but uh, that came down and she's still sniffling. And I, I, I think it's allergies. Right. So uh, she's doing good now? She's doing much better. Yes, sir. Awesome. That, that's definitely uh, definitely some great stuff there, sir. What else do we have on the doctor this evening? On tap? I mean, we, we could definitely break down the Giants and Jets later on. I think we should probably catch uh, our fans up with uh, wrestling, don't you think? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't think I really want to discuss uh, – What's going on with the um, with the Giants? Because their their rash of injuries has been insane. But in terms of wrestling, sir, um, you know we had Monday Night Raw. It was, it was interesting. Last week was interesting. Uh, if you go to our website puregoldpg.com, you can actually check out my entire thoughts on both shows, Raw and the Super Show of SmackDown or Super SmackDown. The last two posts are those two with me. Uh, you know, landing SmackDown as I as only I know how to do. So you can check out my thoughts there. This week was interesting. It's, it's confusing. Uh, we had CM Punk and his whole thing. We had uh, Nash, who was quote unquote fired by Triple H, so he's out of the equation. I, you know, Monday just was off to me. The beginning segment just wasn't that good. You know, I've heard people ra- uh, rag on Kevin Nash about his mic work and stuff, and I really believe it's because he's been given fed lines, and those lines just don't work. You, a guy like Nash, a guy who's good on the mic, you just can't feed him lines. You need to let them loose. Just let let them. You know, say what they got to say, give them talking points and go out there and hit it and then, you know, go from there. But he was sounding overly scripted. He sounded terrible. It was just a bad segment and it, it just didn't come across well. Uh, for the most part, Raw was not too exciting and there was just a, it was probably one of the least entertaining episodes of Raw that we've seen in, in recent memory, sir. Do you feel that it was not entertaining because it was too scripted or because this whole angle should have been leading to somewhere, and they're just, like, dragging it out too much. 
Well, actually, I, I wouldn't say they're dragging it out too much. It seems like they're rushing the angle too much. At first, it was it was Nash against Punk. Then somehow it ended up being Triple H against Punk. Now Nash is fired. I mean, I, I don't even understand how this is possible. I don't understand how, you know, we're at this point. I mean, is Nash really gone? Is he coming back? I mean, you know, it's just so many different things, sir. There's so many different ways that it could go. So I, I'm not really sure what to make out of anything with the WWE right now. Um, unfortunately, I, ha- I have to see Randy Orton on my television now that there's the, the two shows are combined. And it seems like the brand extension is gone. Although I heard Triple H on the air yesterday with uh, the guys from Busted Open, and he said it's not gone. You know, it's just it's a temporary thing for the time being. But I don't see how it's not gone. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. That may just be uh, Triple H being Triple H and, you know, trying to be the COO on camera, you know, on the radio, whatever the case is. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, what I did find interesting, though, was the fact that Alberto Del Rio, who was absent last week because of visa issues, was prominently featured this week. And he ended up, uh, you know, he ended up trying to convince everybody to go after Cena because of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And you had that big main event at the end, where, as uh, Dave said, it seems like we got the return of Super Cena, where John Cena ran through the last couple of guys in the main event, which doesn't help anybody. If, if Super Cena really is back, it's definitely bad for wrestling. Um, it's bad for Cena's character, and it's just bad overall. It just seems like they haven't done a good job in terms of uh, you know booking the, the, the feud because they shunted Punk off to feud with Nash and Triple H instead of being in the title picture, which is where he should be. Uh, you know, we had a good match between Punk and R-Truth, but... I mean, what else was there really to the to the, the show, sir? There really wasn't all that much. There, there really wasn't. I mean, obviously we hate Randy Orton, obviously. but he was, you know, he he's got a tough opponent at Night of Champions, and um, I I don't know him against Mark Henry just doesn't whet my appetite. I mean, I don't think this paper is going to be good at all. I mean, aside from Punk Triple H, I, I don't even know if Triple H is going to be in good shape to wrestle. Like, when's the last time he actually wrestled, sir? I, I don't. Was it WrestleMania, or has he been doing house shows? Um, no, actually, I think it's WrestleMania. I think it's the last time, you know. And uh, you know, the interesting thing is that that really is the match of the pay per view. The last three pay per views have been Punk <clears throat> Punk's pay per view match is what's selling the, the the whole card. So, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. Um. You know, I just don't understand the booking in the WWE sometimes. I mean, like I said, it's been much better lately, but having Cena roll through Swagger and uh, Ziggler at the end, not good. Doesn't look good for any of them. Doesn't help any of them. It just makes Cena seem like that super annoying, horrible Cena. So, you know, we'll see where that goes. The one thing I do like, though, that I really enjoy is the fact that they've been putting so much emphasis on the tag team division. Although the tag team division is technically, quote-unquote, non-existent right now, it's great to see them emphasizing on the tag team champions, which uh, Air Boom, Kofi Kingston, and, uh, and Evan Bourne, <clears throat> that to me is awesome. And it looks like they're going to get something going. <clears throat> Excuse me. We also saw Zack Ryder on TV. He got this whole video package, this whole promo. Did you happen to catch that part, sir? I did. Would you, I mean, that, you watch a lot of the stuff on, on on the Internet, so I know that you probably love this one on TV, right? You know what? I, I didn't, only because the crowd was so terrible I mean, the crowd was dead. It, it definitely didn't look good. This is his big moment, I guess you could say. He got the pin. He did everything. He came out with the big entrance. But, I mean, the crowd was so bad, they they basically marginalized Ryder and made him seem, like, so unimportant. I didn't like that, but I, I think that's more to do with the, the terrible crowd. I forget what town they were in, but the terrible crowd that we saw as opposed to Ryder or, or his talent or anything like that, sir. Yeah, I mean... 
you're right, but like when does the WWE not misutilize people? Misutilize? Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a, that's a nice word, President <laughs> Bush. Um, aside from aside from that, though, sir, um, you know, I, I think that I have a couple of uh, nuggets that I'd like to share here. If we can uh, quickly shunt off of Raw, I'd actually like to discuss something uh, briefly, sir. Did you were, were you able to catch Super SmackDown from last week? I did not catch Super SmackDown. What happened? Well, I don't want to get into the show itself. But I, w- I wish you had seen it, but it was actually really good to see a live episode of SmackDown. I'm hoping that this is going to be the, the new thing come the future. I mean, you know the WWE Network is coming up soon. It seems like the backstage rumblings of Vince is upset about what's going on with, uh, with the UFC. And you know, the UFC, of course, is, uh, is kicking butt left and right. They're not really direct competition to the WWE, but Dana White... And the UFC have basically created what Vince McMahon had in the 90s. That is what the UFC is now. It's mainstream. People watch it. People go to Hooters and for the disgusting food and, the, and to watch the pay-per-views. And, uh, you know, they basically go and check that out as opposed to the WWE. And Vince is kind of trying to get it back there. So, you know, maybe they'll, they'll, this will force Vince's hand to have a uh, live SmackDown, which I, I think is, is necessary. Beyond belief, it's necessary. So, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes, sir, but hopefully the SmackDown will be able to uh, to be aired live and change the night, because Friday night's a terrible night. I think you you can agree that, you know, neither one of us is ever home and wouldn't be home to watch SmackDown on Fridays. I totally agree with that, and uh, I'm not sure about having SmackDown live on Tuesdays either is a good idea. Well, you have Thursday. Thursday's always a good night. I mean, it would be going up head-to-head with this show, but aside from that, I mean, it would be it would be nice to see on a Tuesday, I think. I mean, uh Excuse me. It would be nice to see on a Thursday or even a Wednesday. I mean, just something other than Friday. A taped Friday show does not work. And, it, it, you know, the the ratings on the Tuesday were better than what they write. Quite a few points um, or percentage points. It was better than what they normally do on a Friday. So, you know, they got like a two-something where normally they get like the high, they get the high uh, ones. So, right. you know... Well, let's let's see how this turns out. But I wanted to catch on a couple of wrestling notes, and normally the nuggets are saved for the end. But I, I wanted to kind of throw this out there. Um, as as I spoke earlier, Kevin Nash was quote unquote released from the WWE yesterday. The official statement on WWE.com reads: The WWE has come to terms on the release of WWE superstar Kevin Nash as of Monday, September fifth, twenty eleven. We wish Kevin the best in all future endeavors. What struck me about that is that it says they came to terms on his release as of Monday, instead of the day that it was posted, which, of course, was Wednesday. And as we all know, he was fired, quote, unquote, by Triple H on Monday. So this is obviously a work. Nash was under a Legends contract, so he wasn't even under a regular talent contract. But I kind of like the idea of using WWE.com as part of the story because it lends to the legitimacy of it. I mean, people are asking other, you know, probably – Dave and, and Justin and other guys who were in the know about wrestling, was it real? Was it fake? But, I mean, Joe, when you see that they released him Monday on the show and then this statement comes out Wednesday, it's a top story on their website. Normally the releases are not top stories, but it's right there for everybody to see it. What do you make of it? I agree with you. I make it out as a, a work. And, you know, you had explained a certain theory to me. I don't know if you want to share that with the audience, but... um. Yeah, it it makes it legit at least to put it on the website and then make it seem like it really is real. But the whole you know released on Monday but put it on the website on Wednesday that to me makes it really seem sketchy. Yeah, and obviously um, 
you know, there, there's been some talk about Kevin Nash's physical conditioning, but he tweeted that he's in perfect physical condition. I'm sure that he is because WWE wouldn't have gotten him involved in this angle if he were going to fail physicals like was rumored. So I think they're just trying to work us. I think that Nash will be back probably sooner than later. I've heard that he's in some new film, so maybe he's leading to do that. But you got to figure he's going to show up in NF Champions in some way, shape, or form. And if they're going to try to redo an NWO-style thing where he's not an employee of the company and he comes in and does that, that would be interesting. But Nash really has not been great on the microphone, much to my dismay, so I'm not sure how that would work. But, uh, you know, we'll see where this turns out next Sunday with the SummerSlam looming on the horizon. But, uh, you know, in terms of WWE, I think that that's uh, enough of that, as it were. I have a couple of uh, TNA notes, sir. I mean, you know, again, I'd like to get into this now. Um, not sure if you know, but the TNA heavyweight champion of the world, Kurt Angle, or Kirk Angel, as Chris Jericho would say, was arrested early Sunday morning for driving under the influence. Did you check this out on the dirt sheet, sir? <laughs> I did, and uh, that is a real shame considering he's making a run to become, you know, to join the Olympic team again to become, you know, to win another gold medal. Yeah, I'd have to think this is a swift, a swift kick in the sack to his uh, <laughs> his his hopes for joining the Olympic team because why would you want that? I mean, this isn't the first time that Kurt has been involved in legal trouble. But the interesting part about this is that you know, Kurt's been going back and forth on the news and on Twitter and this and that, talking about how he wasn't legally drunk and he blew under the legally, you know, legal limit in the state of uh, Virginia, which is where he was arrested. Apparently, Kurt blew a point six on the breathalyzer, which, you know, you've had quite a few of those in your day. Um, I, thank, thankfully, have never had one of those. Um, you know, and apparently the officer who arrested him stated that, yeah, the legal limit in Virginia is point eight, and Kurt blew under that. Point, point zero eight. I forget what it is. I, you know, again, I'm not too uh, familiar with these things. But Kurt, the officer felt that Kurt was under some other illegal substance, which is why they took him in in the first place. I mean, this is not the first time Kurt Angle has been in, in trouble, sir. I just don't understand what this guy's thinking. Obviously, you hope he gets better. Obviously, you hope he stays away from the drugs. But with all the issues TNA has been going through lately, and I'll touch on that right now, you know, this is their world heavyweight champion, and as a matter of fact, he just tweeted today that he signed a three a new three year contract with TNA. I mean, you gotta love it, sir. You absolutely have got to love it. <laughs> well, we we talked about it with Lagreca um, last week or two weeks ago, and even he said that it's just a product that is just so unwatchable, and you might you know you just gotta blow it up at, at one point because you know you got your your world heavyweight champion. I mean, is it is it a pattern of world heavyweight champions in trouble with the law with TNA? Look at what happened with Jeff Hardy. It's not even just well, yeah. It's not even just that, and I'll get into Jeff Hardy in a minute. But this is just a constant thing with TNA talent. Period. It's not just the world heavyweight champion. You know, you remember years ago, I think it was 2006, and Rob Van Dam and Sabu were caught with marijuana in their car, and they were arrested or whatever the case is. He was promptly suspended. Uh, Sabu was fired by the WWE. RVD, who was the world, the WWE champion and the ECW champion at the time of the event, the instance, he was then demoted, lost the title immediately, lost both titles, as a matter of fact, and was kind of like, you know, pushed off TV. You know, WWE has their wellness policy, and they really seem to stick to it. You mentioned Jeff Hardy, so let's get into that. Jeff Hardy was sentenced today, sir, to 10 days in jail. He's That's got 30... 30- 30 months of probation. He's got a $100,000 fine he has to pay as part of a plea deal that was reached. Sir, he pled guilty to two counts of possession of a controlled substance and one count of conspiracy to traffic in a substance containing opium. What's interesting to me is that he was originally arrested, according to the reports, on September 11th 
of 2009, so two entire years later, and Sunday is the uh, the anniversary of 9-11, and before we go, I'd like to touch on that. Two entire years it took, countless continuances, changing dates, going back and forth to the court. Sir, all he got was 10 days in jail. How the, how the in the world does this happen? If he was a regular person like you or I, he'd probably get 10 years in jail at least. Sir, how in the blue heck does this happen? All I could say is, sir, it's just one of those, like you said, travesties where, you know, if you're a known celebrity, if you're rich and you could buy the best lawyer that money could buy, um, you're going to be able to escape some of these charges. Like, you know, like I said, like you said, if you get caught, you know, drinking and driving, you're you're going to be in jail for quite some time. You're going to get your license taken away. Um, because he's a celebrity, is my guess, and because he has the money to buy the best lawyers, is why he's only getting 10 days. But that is an absolute joke. There. I'm looking I'm looking this up right now. He was arrested, right, when he when he first got caught. A search of his house yielded two hundred and sixty two Vicodin prescription pills, one hundred and eighty soma prescription pills, and five hundred and fifty five milliliters of antibiotic steroids, on top of a residual amount of powder cocaine and drug paraphernalia. Sir, two years it took and all he got was ten days in jail. That is out of control. Out of control is right, and um, is there any? I'm trying to think if there's any other world heavyweight champion that's. Uh, was Ken Anderson ever in trouble with the law? <laughs> Not that I know about. He, he did get he did get suspended from the WWE due to wellness violation, but nothing uh, nothing to this effect. And obviously, Sting, who was a born again Christian, who's always kept his nose clean, never been in any kind of trouble, as far as I can remember. I don't think I've ever heard of Sting getting into any mess. Um, you know, he. He was world heavyweight champion, didn't have to deal with any of that. AJ Styles, another Christian, didn't have any of those things to deal with either. But it just seems like this is a pattern in TNA. And I'm going to go a little bit further than that. I know that we have, uh, we're up against the update, but you know what? Todd can wait. We're paying him enough money. He can sit in his keister and he can wait. With all these things coming so soon after the Matt Hardy situation, Matt was fired for his own drug and alcohol issues. Let me ask you, sir, is TNA responsible for this? Should they do something about all the things that are going on in their company? Um, I, I, that's, that's a good question. No, no, no. That's a great question. Get it right. Great. (laughs) It's a great question. They need to have some kind of policies in, in place because then everybody could get away with this. If Kurt Angle gets away with it, if, if Jeff Hardy gets away with it, you know, they're, they're running down a slippery slope there. I mean, I think they need to enforce it just like any other company would. They're just very laid back. And yet this company is just a, a complete flop. It really is. And, I mean, look at this. The WWE let Kurt Angle go out of his contract. He was one of their top guys at the time because he wouldn't submit to rehab. You know, uh, he, they wanted him to get help with his issues. And so, instead, he goes to TNA where he has seen not only his marriage fall apart, but lots of personal issues and drunk driving, among other things. Then you have the WWE did not re-sign Jeff Hardy. You know, they tried to, but it wasn't as feverish as they wanted to. And if they really wanted him back, they would have signed him. There's no – the CM Punk situation proved that. If you really want a guy, you'll get him back, no matter the cost. But when they let him go, he went downhill immediately. You know, he, he immediately got into issues, you know, things of that nature. Is, continues to do so. Matt and Jeff, they tased Rebby Sky. They released other crazy drunken videos. I mean, when does this end? When do these guys get help, and when does TNA do something about it? The WWE wellness policy seems to be effective, but TNA lets anyone and everyone do what they want. They keep getting constant black eyes with these three clowns. And as a matter of fact, 
Even Ric Flair and all his legal issues, you know, getting arrested as well. It's just a never-ending cycle with this company. You know what's funny? So you mentioned it, but, like, even the WWE has issues with their wellness policy. I mean, look at Randy Orton. Well, Randy Orton failed I don't know how many times, but the truth is that, you know what, he he's still there, you know, but aside from him, and, again, we're not too sure what the issues are, but everybody else has just had all these crazy issues, sir. It's just been it's just been issue after issue after issue, but it's in the nonsensical house of horrors that is TNA. I mean, they need to do something about this, sir. They really do. They do. I mean, I guess the only good thing about TNA, if you think it's a good thing, I'm guessing you don't when I mention it, but the only good angle they they have is it's almost like a, a career-ending match coming up next Thursday between Ric Flair and Sting, and if Sting loses, he has to quit. You know, he has to retire permanently for real. And if Ric Flair loses, then, you know, Sting gets Hogan. I don't think Hogan's in any shape to wrestle. So I think that's the only intriguing angle that they have on TNA nowadays. Yeah, there's so many different things and ways they can go. But you know what? Speaking of intriguing, speaking of retiring, speaking of needs to go, let's get right into this sports update. It's been weeks. It's been what seems like months. We have joining us today the one only, the, the fourth member of this team, Todd Johnstone, a.k.a. TJ, a.k.a. Mr. Money in the Bank. How are you doing, sir? Waterlogged. How you doing? Doing wonderful, sir. Listen, Todd, you need to, you know what, I'm going to say this on the air. You need to get your stuff in gear. You need to send me a picture of you, a normal picture. All the pictures of you on Facebook, you're like eating a turkey sandwich and you're getting crazy looks and I don't know what you're doing. I mean, we need to put this on the website and we need to let people know who Todd Johnson is, the voice that they hear on almost every show, doing the crazy sports updates and Todd's take. The folks need to know who Todd Johnson is. I get you a nice freshie this week. <laughs> Thank you, sir. What do you got for us today? Oh, my heart. Well, I mean, what is there to talk about? The Mets are losing for the second time today. That was a big surprise. Uh, the Yankees lost today, so I guess that's some consolidation. There's some consolation right there. Uh, baseball. Yeah, great. Baseball. Baseball's over. Let's play football. <laughs> <laughs> He really cares about baseball right now. <laughs> the Mets stink. The Yankees are going to the playoffs. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> What's going on with the game, sir, with Green Bay and the Saints? Green Bay, we just saw the first touchdown out of the end zone, a run-back touchdown uh, from a kickoff for the, for the season. We've already wow. seen more touchbacks in the first half of this game than, than Lambeau Field saw all of last year. Wow. I'm telling you, they they have ruined the game with this kickoff rule. But then you see a great kickoff like I'm looking at right now. (laughs) (laughs) Saints just returned one to the 45. There you go. See, as I'm saying it, they're proving me wrong. Uh, It's not a terribly eventful game. Uh, Green Bay is handling New Orleans pretty well. Uh, It's not very indicative of the score. It's 35-20 right now. Um, with about 8-19 left to play in the third quarter. I, I think it's Green Bay has got this game well in hand. I understand that there's still a lot of time to play, but just based on what we've seen so far through almost three quarters of play, the Saints are not the team that everybody said that they were going to be. You can't add one running back and expect the team to turn around, that's for sure. Yeah. So, let's talk uh, Jets and Giants. Please. Should we do age before? Should we do age before beauty? I think you should just get rid of the Giants. Giants. Yeah, go ahead. Age before beauty. So, the Giants. uh, 
looking at their schedule this year, I have to say that it's not looking as easy as I've heard a lot of the prognosticators say. Um, the Redskins, I think the Redskins are going to definitely give them trouble. I think the Redskins are the dark horse in this division right now. Uh, the Cowboys, I, I don't think that they've got much to offer. Um, I, I can't buy into the whole Dream Team thing in, in Philly. Once you open your mouth and you say something like that, that means the season's over as far as I'm concerned. With Vince right. Young uh, on IR now, a la the New York Jets, uh, it's just a matter of time before somebody gets to Vic and he's put out, and now we're to the third string. So, you know, I would say it's probably going to be the Redskins winning the division. <laughs> Sorry, DG. I just I can't see the Giants winning the division. Not with the injury report you guys have before started. Well, you know, you have a corner out, a linebacker out, and both of these guys are out. I mean, how do you plan on stopping the run? Is there anybody not injured in the Giants? <laughs> I think Eli's healthy. <laughs> Actually, I think this just came across the wire. Eli Manning, his career's over, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, he decided to retire and pursue pro wrestling. Any truth to those rumors, Seth? Well, I have heard the rumor that he is feeling really guilty about being named the uh, MVP of the Super Bowl 2007, and he's uh, thinking about giving that award back and giving it to Michael Strahan, the person who really deserved it. <laughs> uh, right, so, I mean, you guys are playing the Redskins, you know, your usual usuals, but as you're playing the Rams, I don't think, I mean, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are definitely a team on the rise, but I don't. I think that should be a win for you guys. The Eagles, I think they're going to take it. The Cardinals, let's see what Cobb can do. I know it's starting to become like typical football analyst guy stuff when we hear, well, most of this season is going to hinge on the quarterback play. But, I mean, with the Arizona Cardinals, Kevin Cobb is still pretty much an unknown entity. So, well, there you go. Seattle Seahawks, if you guys don't beat them, for God's sakes. I mean, for God's sakes. Uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, they're also a team that kind of is – a little intriguing to me. They've got good special teams. They've got an okay defense. It's just their offense is an absolute disaster. Um, the Miami Dolphins. Boy, boy, the Miami Dolphins. I have to say, I have never been happier about being wrong about a draft pick in my life. I wanted Chad Henney for the Jets so bad. And the one thing that has come true is that Chad Henney is so bad. <laughs> uh, the New England Patriots and Reggie Bush, welcome to the Dolphins. You're going to even help us win more games. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, he's, uh, he's too New busy. Uh, he's too busy dating Kim Kardashian lookalike. So I think he's he's got his mind elsewhere instead of uh, on the field where it needs to be. <laughs> That's for sure. He's pining. The New England Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are always, you know, they're they're always right there in the mix. They're a team, once again this year, that I think has got the ability to possibly win the division. Uh, until I see what their wide receiver core is going to be like, what their running game is going to be like, what their young defense, which is really not that young anymore, what they're going to be like. I mean, it, it, it's a tough call. It's a really tough call because you really it's don't tough. know what they're going to be like. Todd, let yes, me ask sir. you a question. Uh, speaking of the wide receiving core for the Patriots, um, what do you think about Chad – Johnson, because I refuse to call him 85. You think he's going to fit in with the, with the Pats, or you think he's going to cause a little ruckus? 
I don't think he's going to cause any ruckuses. I think he's going to behave. I've already seen interviews with him where they were asking him what his first end zone celebration was going to be, and his response to that was, I play for Bill Belichick now. <laughs> but, you know, the, I mean, the, the rumor on the street is that he, he's having a really hard time picking up the system, and he just doesn't fit. Now, with that, there are rumors that Randy Moss may be making a comeback if the money is right. Interesting, interesting. Very interesting. Um, San Francisco, I don't think they're too much worry. The Saints, they're, they're, they're a, a midland team. Green Bay Packers are good. They look so good tonight. Defense, offense, they just look really well-rounded. We already talked about the Cowboys. Now, the Jets on Christmas Eve. You know, I'm not one to take what I see in the preseason as meaning anything. Okay, I, I I really don't see it as meaning anything. I'm going to leave that one alone. I, I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> you know, I mean, I, when I saw your guys' running game in the preseason, I was like, boy, they got that running game going again. But then it just seemed to fall apart. And I I, I don't know. I just if you guys can get the running game going, I think you could be a pretty good team. But I'm definitely calling the Redskins as the uh, the dark horse. No doubt about that. All right. So now let's move over to what the uh, what was it the did you guys see the uh, what was it the Daily News the other day the uh, the back cover of the Daily News with the, uh, the giant the uh, the uh, Statue of Liberty as uh, Rex Ryan. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it was the New York Post. I'll send you the picture. I got the picture on my Facebook. It's the uh, one of the New York papers is claiming that uh, the, it is a, it is now a New York Jets town, that it is no longer a Giants town, and I tend to agree with that statement. Oh come on, shut up! Well, it's a, it's a Jets town. Listen, you can bite me first of all. Second of all, let me ask you a question. Speaking of the Jets, the scum yes, Jets, what do you think about the the comments that Rex Ryan made? I know Mike today on the fan was going nuts. I mean, ripping him a new one left and right. About saying that the There's Cowboys fans shouldn't wear their, you know, if you know what I'm saying, they shouldn't be wearing their their uh, gear. Mike was going nuts. I'm sure this is going to lead to another four or five year banning of uh, the Jets on his show. But give me your take on that because uh, it's been getting a lot of uh, press lately. Well, uh, you know, it's just Rex being Rex. I mean, you have to take what Rex says with with a grain of salt because I mean, the one thing that some fans, not all fans, but the, the one thing that some fans, and I happen to be one of those fans, that we, one of the things that we like about Rex is the fact that he talks like a fan. I think that's fantastic. Like a drunken uh, fan? I don't think it's like a drunken fan, but, you know, most drunken fans, you know, we see those at Eagle Giant games. So. <laughs> that's the other green team. Uh, I, I don't really think Rex means anything by it. I think it's just a matter of him kind of sticking his foot in his mouth, you know, to use a again? Rex Ryan pun. Yeah, <laughs> again. I think it's just I, I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. I got bigger things to worry about than that when it comes to this team. You know what I mean? It's, to me, it's the same thing as all that nonsense with between him and Shannon Crowder last year. It's just it's it's just not it's nothing to me. It doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, the media was also trying to make a big deal about him saying how there's so much pressure on him to win uh, the game because it's September 11th and this, that, the other thing. I mean, that too. I, 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 the media is making such a big deal out of it. I mean, every year, I mean, ESPN in New York 
1050 ESPN in New York. It's supposed to be the home of the Jets. Those people on that radio station can't wait to get on the air and just speak just viciously about that team. I mean, for two years, I just actually for three years, I've just been hearing them talk all summer long about how this team is no good, how Rex needs to be quiet. I mean, if this team is no good, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, all they've done is win back-to-back AFC championship games. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. The Patriots have, haven't been to a playoff game in four years. What have you done for me lately except lose on your home field? That's what I have to say. So, we're going to beat Dallas. We're going to beat Jacksonville. We're going to beat the Raiders. The Ravens are going to give us a hard time. We'll see where they're, where they're at. I mean, prevailing wisdom right now says that Joe Flacco is not the quarterback that everybody thinks he is. Uh, that is yet to be proven to me. I think we'll split with the Pats. I think we'll beat the Dolphins twice. I think we're going to beat the Chargers because uh, we're playing them at home for a change. We don't have to go out to the West Coast to play them, which I like. We'll beat Buffalo twice. Denver, in past years, in the Shanahan years, Denver seemed to have our number. Right now, Denver's a disaster area. I mean, you want to talk about a team that's rebuilding? They're going to be rebuilding that team until my kids are in college. <laughs> The Redskins are going to give us a hard time. Kansas City, let's see how healthy they can stay. The Eagles, we'll see how healthy they can stay. The Giants, we'll see how healthy they can stay. Uh, I'm saying 11 and four for the year, or 11 and five for the year, probably. That's, wow, that's my call. I mean, I've, I've I've heard higher. You know, I've been I've been hearing people say 12 and four, 13 and three. Yeah, I think that, that might be a bit much. People I think that that might be a bit much. I think I think if the Jets convert a lot more in the red zone, which I think that's why they bought Plastico Burris, and I think Obviously. if the Jets can convert, I think if the Jets can convert a lot more in the red zone, I think that they're going to be a dangerous team, only because their defense should be as good as any other defense in the league. Todd, agreed. Could you say about any team if they scored more points, they'd be dangerous? Well, well if you I score mean, more they points get to the red zone pretty easily, it's just that they can't score when they're there. Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Couldn't you say the same thing about any team? If they were able to score more touchdowns, they'd win more games? Well, not true. If you don't have a good defense, I think that you could definitely allow more points than you score. All right, you know what? Just shut up. All right, just, <laughs> just, just shut up. Yeah, the other thing, too, that, that's really been bothering me all summer long about uh, what's been said about this team is the uh, – just the, the really bad way they've been talking about with Danny and Tomlinson and how he's over the hill and he looks so bad in preseason. I mean, I know that I'm not the only one who reads the, the sports section and reads the, the, the stuff online. The last time I checked, Damian Tomlinson has been relegated to the second string. He's not starting. This is Sean Green's position now. I mean, why, who cares about LT? He's going to be catching passes out of the backfield on third down, and he's going to be running touchdowns in over the top in, in short and goal. Right. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. He understands his role. He just wants his ring. Let's get the guy a ring. It's the right thing to do. All right, Tato, so are, you are you predicting like Green Bay versus the Jets in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, my prediction, my official <laughs> prediction, I actually have, if, <laughs> I, 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 I am in a poll with, uh, or in a poll, in a pool with uh, 
my in-law side of the family, and I did take two predictions. I took the uh, the Packers and the Pats, and I took the Jets and the Falcons. Okay. Those are my picks. I like the Falcons. I think they're a good team. If their defense tightens up, I think they can win the NFC. If they score more points, I think they can win. They score plenty of points. Exactly. They gotta, or more. they got to stop giving up so many points. Oh, well, Todd, I mean, you know, as always, that was just uh, out of control, uh, <laughs> like only like only you can bring it. So, uh, we, you know, we appreciate you coming on the air, as always. You've been a loyal part of the show for so long. You know, it's, it's a shame that we're going to have to fire you. I mean, oh, wait, sorry, I was supposed to do that off the air. But, Todd, uh, we appreciate your, your coming on and next week. We, we will also not have a Tuesday show because somebody's wife had to be born that day. Whatever. Selfish. We'll be back on Thursday, so hopefully you'll be able to give us some more uh, info on the all the goings-on in the football season because, let's face it, the Mets are done. Who gives a crap about them anymore? We all hate the Yankees, so the only thing left right now is football. So uh, baseball is out the window. There you go. Hey, happy birthday to my son, Miles, too. He turned 11 years old yesterday. Happy birthday, Miles. Oh, awesome, Happy birthday, Miles. We wish Miles a pure gold birthday. And, of course, Todd, once again, thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Thanks, Todd. Have a good one. Folks, that was the one and only, as I hang up on him, the one and only Todd Johnson. And then one last note on the NFL before we go into 9-11 is we're going to try to close this show out at the 11 o'clock mark. Sir, looks like not only Peyton Manning's 227 consecutive game started streak is over, but his career is looking like it might be in some jeopardy. The way this whole thing turned out, he must have been seeing the Mets doctors, Joe, because that's the only thing I can think about. Yeah, surgery on May 23rd to repair a bulging disc in his neck. They were thinking he was going to come back. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this morning he has cervical fusion surgery. It's going to keep him out for at least two to three months. I mean, obviously, I hope for a speedy recovery for Peyton, as he is my favorite football player, but... Obviously, we don't want his career to be over, not at this point in his life. I mean, he's 35. He's still relatively young. He can hopefully have a few more awesome years ahead of him, uh, we hope. But, uh, you know, what do you make about that, sir? I mean, isn't it crazy for where Peyton went from, you know, continuing his streak to now his streak is not only over, but he his career might be over? Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I know that I'm a Jeff fan, but I really like Peyton Manning as, as a person. I don't know him personally, but I think he's a pretty nice guy. Well, he's a great he ambassador him. for the game, sir. I mean, he really is. He is, and he, you know, he does great commercials, and he oh, does great Saturday Night Live skits. That's the only reason I know. like him. I don't even care. I mean, I, I like his football performance, but it's really because of his, his humor and his crazy commercials. Yeah, it's it's crazy that his 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 career is in jeopardy now because of this neck operation. Um, he was the Cal Ripken of the NFL. I think, believe it or not, his brother now is the Cal Ripken of the football of the NFL. You know, I got a couple words for Eli, but I can't say them on the air. I'm, I'm you know, just just get it done, Eli. Just get it done. But sir, well, I was gonna say, let's hope for a speedy recovery for pain, and hopefully, it comes back sooner than later. Absolutely, sir. Now, as we close the show on the last couple of minutes, Joe, nine eleven is the end. The ten year anniversary is on Sunday. Tell us, where were you when you first found out about the twin towers? Well, believe it or not, that that was my mom's birthday. So I called her maybe an hour before this whole, you know, the whole world changed and you know the landscape of the world in terms of like being, you know, the terror attacks. I called my mom around 7:30 from work. I was at A and P at the time, 
And I was uh, in my little cubicle and uh, got an email from my friend Ralph said that a plane hit the World Trade Center. And all I thought was it must have been one of those, like, two or three seaters that, like, you know, was flying low to the ground or whatever and hit into the towers. And then, you know, things progressed from there, sir. And then we found out another plane hit it. And then it was obvious that they, they, this was not an accident anymore. And, you know, I, I got to admit, though, 10 years ago, I can't believe 10 years has passed that this has happened, but it definitely took away from me the innocence of how we think that we're America, we think we're the greatest, and we think that nothing can happen to us on our turf. And ever since then, you know, we're just as vulnerable as any other country in terms of terrorist attacks, and it's it's been incredible. I can't believe that 10 years has passed and that, you know, it, again, you tie that in with my mom's birthday. 9-11 is really a sad slash... I don't know what uh, what kind of day to explain other than it's a sad day because it was my mom's birthday, but also the day that, you know, the United States lost so many people on, you know, their home ground. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's the first time we were ever attacked on our own soil, which is crazy. But I was talking to my wife about this earlier, and I remember, you know, I was 20 years old when this happened. Now I'm 30. You know, I was at a totally different point in my life. I was in my second year of college. And uh, a second or, or I guess the beginning of the third year. Yeah, the beginning of the third year because that's the very beginning of school in September. So I was I was beginning my third year and um, I was actually uh, normally and again 20 years old. Normally I, I would watch cartoons in the morning before I went to school, eating cereal, doing my thing, having my breakfast. But this time for some odd reason I decided to turn on CNN and I never watched CNN, but other than when I was at the gym. But I would uh, you know I put it on and I saw this thing about the. The, one, the first plane hitting the tower, and I was like, wow, this is nuts. It was very surreal, but, you know, I really didn't grasp the scope of the situation. So on the way to on the way to a school, you know, I was going to Seton Hall at the time, I turned the radio on, listened to IMIS in the morning the entire way. I, I normally listen to IMIS, but this was really, like, riveting, just listening to them talk about everything and what's going on. I made, you know, had a little traffic that day. I made it to school. I went to my Spanish class. It was uh, Spanish for Hispanics, I think, one I forget what it was, and uh, I remember some lady, an African-American woman, and I remember because she just burst in, and she was like, the Twin Towers have fallen, the Twin Towers have fallen, and we all sat there stunned, you know, because, again, we already knew that part of the, one of the towers was uh, hit, but it hadn't fallen at that point, and uh, school was immediately canceled. I don't think we had school for the rest of the week. If I'm not mistaken, it was Tuesday that this happened, so... Um, it was just crazy, crazy stuff, and I remember that, you know, like it was yesterday, and I don't remember specific days, but that's definitely a day that I will never forget for as long as I live. Um, there's just no if, ands, or buts about it, sir. September 11th is a day that lives in infamy, and uh, it, it's just something that you and I will live with for the rest of our lives. Oh, it's crazy that our your daughter and my daughter was about to be born. They'll never know a world pre you know, the terror attacks. They'll never know what the world was like when the Twin Towers, the original Twin Towers, stood. And they're working on the new Freedom Tower, whatever the case is. I remember being there two years before for uh, an event that I was at for my for my birthday and then for something else. I remember being there. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just looked. It was a Tuesday. Um, September September 11, 2001 was a Tuesday, I remember. And, uh, you know, those that, that was just a crazy day, and our kids will never know what it was like before um the attacks on uh, on the Twin Towers and all those lives that were lost. Yeah, just like our parents' generation knew exactly where they were when JFK was shot and, and died, we'll always remember, this generation will always remember where we were with 9-11. And i got to say, sir, where my parents live, um, where my dad lives now in Belleville, 
you could look out the kitchen window, and you could see the skyline, and you could see the Twin Towers clear as day from their kitchen window. I mean, when I called my mom to wish her a happy birthday, and I called her back 20 minutes later, she said all she could see is smoke, and she literally watched the Twin Towers fall in front of her eyes. It was just so surreal. The whole day was surreal. We didn't really celebrate her birthday. We just, you know, ate dinner at the house. And um, it was just, it was just, I got to admit, I was, uh, for the first time probably ever, I was a little scared of what was going to happen the next day because, you remember, they, they canceled all flights. All planes were right. ordered to, to not fly. It was just a scary time, I thought. And I, I just knew that things would be different after that day. Yeah, it definitely will continue to be different. But, of course, you know, Sunday's the anniversary, 10 years. Uh, we keep the families in prayer and all those people who were affected by 9-11. Um, you know, as we wrap up this show, we just uh, wish you all the best out there the, you know, this Sunday. That You know, we just remember the lives that were lost. We remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice, uh, the plane that, you know, left the uh, – it was going to the Pentagon, those brave people on uh, United – uh, the flight, I think it was uh, 93. 93. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 93. You know, 93 who, uh, you know, made the ultimate sacrifice and, and spared America and, and spared the, so many other people. It's just it's quite a world we live in, folks. So remember, as we said at the beginning of the, of the show, let's keep God first and everything else will fall into place. Um, keep him in mind because this is, uh, you know, we got the economy, we have the hurricanes, and it's just a time to be somber, to be vigilant, and to, to know that the the day of the Lord is uh, soon approaching, so you know what? Let's just keep our heads up, keep our, our, our noses clean, and just do what we have to do. And on that note, we'd like to end the show. For JB, this is DG of Pure Gold reminding you folks to tune in next Thursday night. We won't have a show on Tuesday. It's Andrew's birthday. Happy birthday to Andrew, by the way. Uh, that's Mrs. Buccino. So uh, we wish you all a happy, healthy weekend. Uh, you know, take care, and we will talk to you soon. And always keep it PG. Good night, everyone. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.